Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and get started here. Um, good to see everyone this morning. Uh, this is kind of when our planned date to have our special mission Sunday. Obviously, we're collecting special missions right now. Um, that goes towards our Heartland Missions Fund, um, goes towards some local missions, and also goes towards supporting uh, Siberia and our brothers and sisters there. And so uh, we thought it'd be a, an awesome opportunity to have Max Sotnachenko here from uh, Novosibirsk in Siberia. And uh, it's 10 p.m. there in Novosibirsk. So we are super grateful uh, for him making it work to be with us, to speak to us. So um, I'm going to uh, say a little prayer here, and then I'm going to turn it over to Max. Uh, he's going to share for us. And then uh, if, he, if he wants to jump off immediately after, Max, don't feel obligated to stay on with us. Go get some sleep. Uh, and then I want to share some thoughts with us before we take communion together. So um, let's go ahead and pray. And then, Max, uh, it's all yours. God, okay. thank you so much for uh, just being able to be together as a family. God, thank you for the many doors you've opened during this time of COVID, uh, God, including being able to connect with our brothers and sisters around the world so easily. Uh, God, I pray that you just open our hearts this morning. Uh, we love you very much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah. Uh, so, I can, I can start? Go for it, bro. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, it's uh, unusual to say morning when here is evening. Uh, yeah. But for me, it's a, a great privilege to be with you today and share this uh, your Sunday morning. Uh, so you know, I, I want to ask you to be patient uh, because uh, my, uh, to be patient to this Russian and to my uh, silly accent and uh, maybe I, I will confuse some or twist words. So please, uh, please be patient. I know uh, the, that is your quality of your character, uh, but uh, you don't understand how much you will need be patient in the uh, nearest 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, so I'm so happy that I uh, can share with you some thought that uh, God uh, has uh, given me recently. And uh, uh, separately, I want to say thank you for your uh, sacrifices in this hard time. Uh, you uh, still make your uh, special mission contribution and we're so grateful for your generosity. And uh, it's very important for, uh, I believe, for God and for us also. Here, our young um, ministers, our interns here, they serve uh, because of your sacrifices. Thank you very much. I worry a little bit because I want to pass to uh, get across with all thoughts that I have. And uh, I believe that Holy Spirit will guide me and will help you to understand what this Russian this Russian going to say. And it's remained only to trust the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, that's all I have. Okay, today I want to uh, encourage you with uh, uh, encouragement that I get from God, got it from God. So I want to say, I want to talk today about uh, faith. Uh, it's a great topic always, uh, every time. But I want to, I want to talk today about uh, not academic faith, but uh, about practical faith. 
And uh, I, I, I'm sure you agree with me that our faith is a, like a treasure. It's the most valued treasure in our life. And, uh, but uh, question always in what I believe in, in uh, or it's better say in whom I believe in. I mean, uh, what is my God? What is his character? What he is uh, personality? And it's most important question for us. Recently, I uh, talked with a couple brothers, uh, and they they are, uh, you know, have some worries about their future uh, because here in Novosibir, some people uh, lost their jobs uh, because of uh, because of quarantine. Some people uh, uh, some people's salaries reduced, uh, went down. And they, uh, so it's understandable, they uh, feel a little bit nervous and worried about how they, uh, their future will be, how their families will be. And, uh, you know, I, I went through through same feelings. And uh, when quarantine began, I also worried about my future. Uh, I'm uh, in a full-time ministry uh, and... Uh, so my salary depends on contribution of local church here in Novosibirsk. And because of uh, economical, economical situation, uh, it's, uh, I, I was thinking, uh, what will happen next? Uh, uh, can, can I uh, take care about my family? Or maybe I, uh, I will have to find a new job. Who knows? Well, we don't know what lies ahead. And uh, uh, this made me to think about my heart, about my, uh, about my motives, about my beliefs, even about my beliefs. And you know what? I came to very interesting conclusion. All my worries, all worries uh, of these brothers, all our worries about our lives is, is about one question. Is God good? We always, uh, we very often says, say, God is good. But uh, are we truly believe that he is good? And it is most uh, important question in our life. Do I believe that God is good? And all our worries about all about this question. Because if I believe that God is good, I have no reason and I have no foundation for worries. And I believe that most of all, we need to believe and remember that God is good, that he is gracious, that he is kind, and that trust in his goodness. Uh, uh, next, I uh, then I I was just thinking that we easily, relatively easy, embrace uh, God's power. That God is mighty. That He is Almighty. That He is uh, holy. That He is a fair judge, and so on. But to embrace uh, grace, to embrace His goodness, really in our life, to trust in uh, practically in our life in his goodness it's the most 
as I can, as I see it, it's a most uh, difficult task in our life, especially in the hard times, in the times of trials and in times of hardships. But it's, but uh, I came to conclusion that it's so, it's uh, so important. It is vital. I, I can say it is vital, and we have to uh, keep this um, this statement that God is good. This uh, uh, this belief as a biggest treasure in our life. So remember that God good, God is good all the time. But sometimes when we look at the at the circumstances, we we started to doubt in this statement. But for me, and, and I believe for us, it's important to remember God does not change. He's good all, he's good all the time. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And why I I I, I talked so much about God goodness about his grace let's open our bible i want to ask uh, someone to read for me billy can you do it I, I can read can you use niv version yes okay great okay uh, hebrews 13 9 uh, 8 to 9 hebrews 13 13 8 to 9 All right. Hebrews 13, starting in verse 8. It says, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. Okay. Uh very important words here it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace uh true power we get from god's uh from knowing that god is good that god is gracious uh, and me we me and you we all need a lot of strength to go to live a uh, christian life to go through trials to go through hardships to uh, to stay faithful, to focus on mission, to focus on uh, people who does not God, to overcome different uh, obstacles, and the only one source source of inexhaustible uh, inexhaustible inexhaustible power is grace. Here we can read, it is good. Uh, it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. If you want to have uh, uh, the source of power, it is grace. And uh, sometimes we feel where we can take it, where we, how we can overcome it, how, we, how I can go through all these hardships. Only one question, only one answer for our questions. God's grace, God's goodness. And uh, uh, for me, it was like, uh, you know, epiphany. Why I'm so tired, why I'm so uh, 
said. And and for me was answer. When last time you think you you were thinking about uh, God's grace, about His goodness, it's it wasn't too often, and I decided to change my uh, I don't know schedule how to say and think more and uh, uh, contemplating more about God's goodness, about God's uh, uh, grace. And uh, at times, contemplating, about, uh, contemplating on uh, grace, we, uh, we can make one mistake in, our, in uh, the way of our thinking. If, God's, if God is good, uh, it means uh, I haven't to have a pain in my life, haven't to have a, a hard time in my life. But if we look at the... Uh, at, uh, life of jesus christ we our this logic collapses we can see that uh, uh jesus christ with a loving god with a good god with a god who is good uh went through a lot of trials and god's goodness uh is not about uh, making okay and everything okay in our lives god's goodness is giving us to fulfill god's will and uh, it's it's not easy, but it's so encouraging to to fulfill God's will. And you know what we have to remember about God's God's will. Let's open Rome, Roman twelve, verse two. Billy, can you? You need me to read? Yes. Romans 12, verse 2. Oh, yes. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay. When we talk about God's will, once again, his will is good, pleasing, and perfect. I like word perfect, especially when it's, uh when uh, we talk about god's will perfect will his will is awesome for our life but sometimes we, anyway we have to go through different times difficult times and uh, you know even we go through difficult times and we remember god is good his will is good we have another uh, another uh encouragement from god in our life uh, let's open uh hebrews 12 5 to 11. All right, Hebrews 12, starting in verse 5. It says, Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as Father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one that he loves, and he chastens everyone as he accepts his sons. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as children, for what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live. They disciplined us for a little while as they 
thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Thank you. Uh, in, in verse 5, it says uh, uh, that this is word of encouragement. Uh, honestly, I don't like such encouragement. I would like encouragement like everything will be okay, no problem, your life will be perfect without any trials. But it's still encouragement when God says, uh, don't, don't forget that uh, God treats you as a son. And uh, God disciplines us for our good. I, I, I would love to say one uh, phrase. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I hope you will understand. Beneficial, not always tasty. It, it, does it make sense? I would like beneficial and tasty all time, all the time. But true truth is, it doesn't it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, as usual, most time beneficial, not tasty, but it's still for our good. When we forgot when we forgot about uh, uh, about statement a statement that God is good all our trials all our uh, hardships seems like what happening bro what happening I want I want a, another life but when we remember point number one God is good we can see uh, all our all our hardships all our trials all our obstacles and circumstances, in a in a true perspective and it's true life in hard times we have to remember that god is good and what he is do is for does is for our good you know a uh, one passage comes to my mind you remember deuteronomy uh um, chapter eight where uh moses remind people how god's uh, how God uh, lead his people through all for through 30 years and, and uh, there is a place uh, uh, verse number three he said he humbled you I don't I don't I, I don't like when someone humbled me I I, I sometimes I think I humble enough so uh why god you humbled me i don't know i'm so good guy so what what problem what's problem sometimes maybe we, you feel the same way like what what what's happening i'm okay so god i i know who is worse who worse. so send him these trials all this stuff i don't want it and but god says uh uh, Moses said that God humbled you uh, and he treated as a, as a father treat his sons. But with uh, humbling, here we can, we can read, he feeding you with manna, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell for 40 years. You know, when I read this passage, I understand, yes, God humbled me. 
can humble me. But all time, I have uh, food, I have clothing, I have water. Really, you have water. It's great. You blessed guy. So uh, and it's it's okay. And uh, uh, Moses pointed on this. You you had all the time. You had water. You have food. You had you had clo clothing, and even your feet did not swell for forty years. Someone can say it's not too much. Someone can say I'm not content with it. I want more. And we know uh, that uh, in the time of Moses, uh, there were a lot of people who who had the uh, same way of thinking and they started to complain and we know how it ended another passage comes to my mind first Timothy 6 uh Billy can you read it first first Timothy 6 yes 6 uh verse 6 to 8 1 Timothy 6, starting in verse mm. 6. Yes. says, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin. And oh, that's enough. Thank you. To, the, to eight. Oh, sorry. Thank you, thank you very much. I can see that God, through all scripture, call us to uh, a certain, certain uh, way of thinking. Uh, how we can read here, have food, and if, if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. We can see it uh, uh, in Deuteronomy, and we can see here. God is good. He always give us everything we need. And I can say that we, you and I, are witnesses of God's goodness. We are witnesses of God's care of our lives. Because everyone, each of us, can testify that we always had what we nest what we what was necessary in our life amen and it all the time anytime we have every we had anything what was necessary in our lives but uh, what uh, what have uh, what i faced with here in novosibirs that people and also also myself we tend to confuse the concepts of necessity and desire. Uh, there, there are some things that necessary, but most people in our life is just desire. And we just need to rethink the concept. What is necessary from the point of view of that and what is necessary from my point of view? And what, uh, what, uh, what my belief is very often we cannot find a joy and peace in our hearts just because of the difference in views 
with God. That's that's all. God says it's it's that's enough. You have this, this, that, but I can say, but I want this, that, and that. I'm just sometimes I forget that there is difference between desire and necessity. And I, uh, I believe, and I sure you believe that our goal is not possession, is not to get something, is not to have a lot of things here. The goal of our faith is not possession. Some people, some people, unfortunately, consider faith as a tool for receiving something from God. But goal of our faith is absolutely different. And let's see what the goal of our faith. First uh, Peter. Chapter one. It's our last verse, and we're going <clears throat> to the end of ours. First Peter one. First Peter one, three to seven. Three to seven. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Thank you. Who would like? Who would like to have uh, some gold? Maybe, maybe one pound, maybe two pound, maybe gram. I don't know. Yeah, I would like. I would love to have, but I haven't. <laughs> but here we can. We can. Uh, why we want it because it's worthy it's very it's value <clears throat> but here we can read that our faith is more great has a greater worth than gold and everyone here in this room we have something that uh have greater worth than gold we have a faith and can you read can you can you can you see here that in uh, verse number five in verse five that the goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. It's not possession. It's not to have something, but it's our salvation. And it's something that some, uh, no one can get from us. I, uh, in my life, I can see that through uh, all uh, circumstances, all trials, I begin to realize what the most important I have in my life, already have in my life, is faith, it's relationship with God. And uh, when, uh, when you uh, think in this way, when you try to, try to think in, the, in this way, an amazing changing begin to take place. What I mean? Greater joy, greater gratitude appears. Envy of this world disappear and com uh, compassion 
appears instead. Compassion towards lost people. They can, they can have many things, but they have no uh, most valued thing in the world, the faith. There, uh, what another amazing uh, changes begin to take place. The desire to help people to know about the hope that we have also appears and begins to grow when we keep in our mind what treasure we already have. I believe the time we're going through right now cleanses our hearts, uh, our motives. What I mean, why am I with God? Why am I serve God? Because of God himself? Because of just I love God? Or because of, uh, I want to get something from him? And it is a big difference. Will I stay with peace and joy in my heart, with confidence, if I lose what I have or if I don't get what I ask? It is very important questions. And this time, I believe, to rethink, to rededicate ourselves to God, remind ourselves and each other that He, our God Himself, is the greatest value in our life, in our lives. That uh, that our salvation, the eternal life that is given to us, is already an amazing and sufficient gift. Are you with me, brothers and sisters? I do believe in this. Bottom line, bottom line, God is always good. It is who he is. And it is not depend on obstacles, trials, and different circumstances in our life. And for us, it's vital to believe in it, to trust, uh, to trust in uh, God's goodness, to stay faithful, to stay disciples, to continue to share our faith and convert this world. It's first uh, point and bottom line. And second, uh, through all circumstances, God as Father disciplines us and taught us. And he still take care about us, about his children, which you are. Our God is an awesome God, brothers and sisters. God bless you and let God's grace be with you. Thank you. Amen, Max. Max, bro, that was great. Thank you so much. Um, what a great reminder that God's good and that uh, I, I love that the goal of our faith is not possession. Great, yeah. great stuff. And uh, guys, I think as you know, there, there's a lot going on. Um, and a special mission comes up. I think, you know, special missions is so good for us, especially in America. We live in such a materialistic society. It's just good for us to practice sacrificing. Uh, it's good for our soul. Uh, it is, it's good for us. And not only that, but it, it goes a long way. It, it goes to supporting the, the gospel and the mission all the way over in Siberia. Max is, is proof of that. Uh, God's done some incredible things there, and we want to continue to support however we can. So um, we, we are, you know, we're collecting now. We have been for the last week, and we'll continue to be. Uh, if you haven't, you can either give online, 
go to freestate.church, click give. And when you get to the tithely section, you can, uh, you know, scroll down to giving to special missions instead of your weekly giving. Or if you, if you, uh, you know, you don't want to deal with the extra charges of giving online, you can mail a check into our administrator, uh, their office in, in Texas. So we'll repost those addresses. Um, but thank you guys so much for your continued sacrifice. It really is going to support important work around the world. And Max, thank you for yeah. taking your time out um, this evening for you, 10.30 p.m. to uh, to preach. And you did a phenomenal job, bro. We yeah, could understand you uh, perfectly. Yeah. And it was so relevant. Um, it, it's, it's amazing seeing how God's word transcends countries and languages and situations. Um, powerful stuff, bro. So thank you. Could you could you pray for us? Me? Yeah, if you could pray for us. In Russian. Go for in Russian. So Max, why don't you pray for us in Russian and then we're gonna continue. We're gonna talk a little bit more. Um okay. you, know, you need to jump off. Um be my guest. It's been great to be with you, bro. So uh yeah, if you could leave us in a Russian prayer, that'd be awesome. Okay, let's pray. Небесный Отец, Бог, спасибо тебе огромное за то, что ты ведешь, направляешь, ты слышишь наши молитвы, ты заботишься о наших нуждах. У нас есть все, что нужно, и даже больше. И мы благодарны, что ты удовлетворяешь не только наши нужды, но и ты даешь все, что, то, что мы даже просим за наши прихоти. Спасибо тебе большое. Благодарен тебе за братство, за то, что мы можем знать друг друга, что есть такие потрясающие средства связи. И мы можем общаться, видеть друг друга и чувствовать это единство. Спасибо, что ты вел сегодня Святым Духом. Спасибо за жертвенные сердца братьев и сестер. Укрепи их, пожалуйста, чтобы они доверяли твоей доброте, верили в твою любовь, верили в твою милость и благодать, доверяли ей все целые полностью и видели плоды этой благодати. Спасибо за их жертвенные сердца. Благослови церковь, благослови свое собрание. И пусть тебе будет вся слава. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Hey, hug your uh, your wife and girls for Amen. us. Mac, you got Tanya, Tonya, Tanya. and Taya. Good job. Awesome job, bro. Yes. We're following you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is true. Thank you very much. It's good, good to see you uh, and the hope when all this craziness will over, we can meet and hug each other. Love you, bro. Love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Guys, thanks for uh, being together this morning. We're going we're gonna to take communion here in a bit, but I um, wanted to share some, just especially regarding the most recent examples of racism and justice going on, uh, the most recent ones that have come to light. And just wanted to share um, personally, just kind of from my heart, before we do take communion. Um, you know, as many of you know, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't do social media. Uh, but I did spend time yesterday just watching the full clip of the murder of George Floyd. Um, specifically, I just felt like I needed to get more in touch with the raw emotion and that, that I typically, I don't think tend to go to. 
and my heart is just so heavy. Um, it, it's just saddening. It's sickening. And guys, if if you don't think that racism exists anymore, or that it's just little pockets, um, you could not be more wrong. And the saddest part about George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Christian Cooper, these are just the latest instances that have come to the light through media and are examples of situations that take place all the time. Racism exists and white privilege is a real thing. And if you, uh, if you're as a white person, don't believe that you're privileged, you are. Even if you don't think you are, you are. And if you don't understand what it is, even that is part of privilege because you don't have to understand what it is. It doesn't mean that you're rich. It doesn't mean that everything in life has gone easy, but it's just how the system is set up that white people are privileged. It doesn't mean that you're racist to be privileged. It doesn't mean that you're actively doing something wrong. It's just a reality of the way that our society is set up. But not to recognize it, that is, that is wrong. And I just want to say to my black brothers and sisters, I am just very sorry. I'm sorry that when you may walk down the street, someone may turn to a different direction or go on the different side of the street just because of the color of your skin and for no good reason. I'm sorry that when you walk around in a store, there's someone that might be keeping an extra eye just to make sure that you don't steal something because of how you look. I'm sorry that you have to worry about your safety and the safety of your children out in our communities. I'm sorry that you'll have to have conversations with your kids that should never have to be had. I'm sorry that you have to live with a fear of who might be next and if that may be you or one of your kids or one of your family members. And I'm sorry that this is nothing new, but that this has been going on for years and it takes white people to start talking about it for people to start realizing and having conversations. I'm sorry that it's taking countless black lives for these conversations to be happening. And I'm sorry that when you see George Floyd, you may see yourself, your dad, your uncle, your brother. It breaks my heart that my brothers and sisters in my family have to live with this. And we spent significant time yesterday um, myself, Kevin Herka, the elders, Malvin Warwick, Mike Roberts, Mark Hayward, Randy Ware, Steve Major, Rob Milner. And we had uh, a great conversation, one of many that will be continuing about who we need to be as a church and what we need to do moving forward. And in the past, we've typically addressed these as things come up and then as the emotions die down, we stop talking about it until there's another incident 
it happens and we're going to do better. We want to figure out who we need to be and what we need to continue to do as a church moving forward. And as we move forward and navigate this, I just want to share some scriptures and thoughts with us today before we get into communion. In John chapter 17 and verse 20, it says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You know, we know that Jesus prayed constantly. And so the fact that this prayer is recorded in such detail speaks volumes to what I think Jesus is praying for. And that's complete unity for his disciples in the future. Because when the church is unified, it sends a message to the world that Jesus is real, that he came, and that God loves. And guys, I can't think of something the world needs right now more than an example of, of unity. And guys, if we can't be unified as a church, then the world has no hope. But you know what unity does not mean? Unity does not mean, man, hey, our black members and black brothers and sisters need to cool it and calm down and tone the emotion back. And we just need to all kind of be cordial and at peace. Guys, I think unity in this case means that we need to love each other enough to talk about this. As uncomfortable as it might be or might feel. And here's the deal. If you feel uncomfortable Having these conversations, that pales in comparison to the discomfort that our black brothers and sisters deal with. And I think sometimes we want to leave all the junk at the door when we come into church and just be all nice and happy. But the church has got to be the place that we can bring all that stuff in and talk about it. We're family, and so we've actually got to be family. We've got to talk with one another and be there with one another. In Proverbs 18, 2, it says, fools find no pleasure in understanding. I just want to urge our white members, guys, we can't be selfish and not talk about this stuff because we feel uncomfortable. Guys, we're family, and so we have actually got to be there for one another. 1 Corinthians 12 says that there should be no division in the body but each of its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. You know, Paul described division in the body here as its parts not having concern for each other. So guys, we've got to love each other and be there. And we've got to, we've got to have these talks. And I know that there are many of our white members that want to do the right thing and want to be the right way, but have no clue how to talk about this. Guys, just love enough to inquire and ask 
and listen and understand and mourn with those who mourn. But I do want to give a little instruction because I know that there have already been instances and there will be because sometimes I think for our white members, we can say things with a good heart, but actually do more harm than good. And even if you have the right heart, it still is harmful and can be hurtful. And so I think about in John 11, in verse 32, uh, when Mary, it says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord. Jesus wept. And then the Jews said, see how he loved him. You know, John 11, Lazarus dies. Martha runs out to Jesus. They have a conversation. Then Mary comes out, and you can feel the emotion in this story. You can feel the pain. You can feel the hurt and, and even the blame. Jesus, if you had been here, if you had showed up earlier, my brother would not have died. You know what Jesus didn't do? He didn't correct. He didn't, he just wept. He just wept. And, and it was so evident how much he loved because he just, we got to mourn with those who mourn. And so guys, please don't respond, especially to my white Members in the congregation, please do not respond to this situation by critiquing or correcting or just, just stop. Just listen and seek to understand. Please, please do not respond to this situation by talking about how inappropriate riots are. Just, just, shh. Just listen, care more about why the riots are happening than the riots themselves. Okay, everybody knows that, you know, violence. Okay, everybody knows that we got it, but just stop. Just listen and inquire, seek to understand why those things are happening in the first place and care more about that. And don't try to relate. It's like going to a funeral when someone's lost a loved one and you start talking about a loved one that you've lost in, a, in an effort to try, just, just don't. Because if you're white, you can't relate. We can't relate. It's not your fault, but we just can't relate and, and that's okay. And so we, we need to not try to, and we just need to be there and listen and love right now. And the last thing I wanna say to our black brothers and sisters in the church, thank you so much for how patient you've been. We are a church with a white culture, with white preachers, with white songs, white music, and we want to grow in having a more balanced culture. We want to work toward that. And you have put up with uneducated, ignorant, white, brothers and sisters in the church for years. And I just want to say thank you, myself included. I just want to say thank you for how patient you have been. And I want to say thank you for your example. Because the reality is discipleship is harder for you right now in many ways 
than for white members. Forgiving is harder for you than I will ever know right now. Being patient and bearing with your brothers and sisters in the church and being gentle means so much more to you right now than it does for our white members. And I'm so inspired by your example of following Jesus through this. And I'm just so grateful for your patience and for your faith and for your endurance. I love you. And guys, we've got to pull together as a family and not just, hey, let's just, let's all just keep things peaceful and quiet and just be unified. No, I think unity means we've got to really be family here and we've got to pull together no matter how ugly this stuff gets. And guys, we've got, we've got to pull together because if we can't figure this out, then our city, our world, our country has no hope and it desperately needs hope during this time. And so as we begin to take communion, I'd like to read Hebrews chapter four, starting in verse 14. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. I'm just grateful that we have the example of Jesus to look to and an example of Jesus during this time. So as we take communion, guys, let's really just reflect on Jesus, on who he was. Um, I'm going to say a prayer. We'll have just a little, you know, 20, 30 seconds just of silence to reflect and take communion. And then I want to just open it up for some time of prayer. Whatever's on your heart to pray. and, um, And then we'll close out here. Amen. So actually, we'll just, let's just take some time of silence to take communion, and then we'll open it up, and I'll close us with prayer, okay? So um, we'll be silent, we'll take communion, and then after a couple seconds, feel free to jump in and pray. Father, I'm grateful that though you've seen all of this mess that we produce, God, uh, you made a way in the darkness for us that Jesus has come. He can cleanse all this stuff away. Uh, Father, we keep going back to it. Uh, I do pray for people on this call. I pray for your church. I pray for the kingdom of God. I pray, Father, that um, we would be unified and one just as Jesus prayed before he left this this earth. Father, I pray that... um, We'd reach out to each other in desperation more than we ever have before, God, to desperately seek to understand, desperately seek to listen, desperately seek to support, to cry with, to hold, to walk with, to be with. God, um, God, there's so much about what's going on right now that I don't understand. We may not be able to figure out, but God, you're going to lead us through these dark places into your light. 
I look for that. God, we hope in you. Uh, we ask you to lead us, God, because we don't know what to do sometimes. Um, Father, I pray that um, the frustration uh, that some feel, that the anger that some feel, that that anything that needs to come up and come out can come up and come out, God, because this needs to be a safe place. This needs to be a family, like Will's talking about. This needs to be your kingdom, your people, God, with you as the head, that we can we can go through anything together because you strengthen us. You give us that grace, God, that we can go through anything together. And today, God, we want to go through this together. We want to be with you and with each other. God, bless us and lead us in ways that we can really hear, that we can really understand, that we can see uh, the direction you want us to go. Father, we beg this in Jesus' name. Amen. God, our hearts hurt so much right now for our world. Um, God, we just beg you to um, help us to be passionate about bringing about the systemic change that is needed in our society, God. Um, we just pray that you give us patience and love um, but also that you give us the courage to um, seek justice, God, and um, to walk humbly, God. And we know that your heart is these things, and we pray that we can have the same passion and conviction about these things as you do, God. Each person here is made in your image, God, and we all have equal value. And um, Lord, I pray that you help all of us um, to really strive toward the day when um, that will be that will be true in the eyes of our our society and our world. God, please help us to um, work to bring about your kingdom and your work here on earth as it is um, in heaven, God. Um, we also just want to pray so much for our nation right now. There's so much. Um, disunity, God, and uh, I just pray that um, you will bring about the changes that are needed, God. Help us be um, reflective of you in this mm -hmm. time, God. Mm -hmm. We um, are so grateful for your love, your faithfulness, and your um, perseverance, God. May we glorify you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> God, you're so good. You're all the things that um, Mox was talking about today. Uh, as we think about who you are, your power, um, the ability you have to be able to um, create change within us, and how you, we see um, how you brought us out of a place of uh, of darkness and into your wonderful light. And God, I just um, I pray that you would. Uh, lead us during this time as well um, in creating change and being able to um, just take us from a place of, of being lost and um, and not knowing uh, truth uh, to being able to understand truth and allow that truth to make change, the love that you had for us um, and uh, to see suffering and to be 
to be able to see the suffering and, and be motivated to change, to create change and to be changed. Uh, we love you uh, during this time, especially as we come to really uh, know you more through these difficult times and through this um, uh, time that we have to try to um, understand our place, God, and, and what it is that we need to do uh, to fulfill um, your will. And uh, we want to be a light in many, many ways here. We want to be able to um, allow what we can do uh, just within our own family here to um, to um, escape out into the community um, and to hopefully create change there. And, and uh, from there, uh, even greater uh, change to, to happen, God. Thank you so much for loving us. We are so grateful again for this opportunity to, to be able to sit and learn. Um, help us to be, uh, um, for those of us who need to be uh, slow to speak, quick to listen, help us to have that quality uh, even more now than ever before. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Dear God, um, so, uh, so frustrating to uh, just, you know, think that, and feel like what's what's right and order and justice don't match up you know it's so frustrating to feel like um you know just just my own feelings got to feel like uh my, my brothers and sisters who have you know a valuable voice you know that that voice can't be heard and that it doesn't have a place to be heard right now god and it's never been heard um it, it's so frustrating to think about that and feel that and to feel the pain that I'm sure comes with that God and you know I I just I pray that as a body right now we would do everything we could to 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 figure out how that voice can be heard whether that's just being with our brothers and sisters that's listening and giving an ear where there there's never been an ear before or whether that's standing up and and speaking out for what's right God I'm just I'm so thankful that you brought us all to your church, that you've shown us what is good and that you, you've given us as good an opportunity as one could ever have to make right out of such a wrong situation. Uh, I pray that as a church body, we would act on that. I pray that you would, you would bless our leadership to lead in a spiritual and uncompromising way that, that, that leads to righteousness, God. And I just pray for unity, and I pray that voices that haven't been heard and have never been heard, God, I pray that you would allow people to be heard in this moment. God, I love you, God, and so thankful for this time, so thankful for brothers and sisters that you've given me, um, and all the worldviews that I've never seen. But I love you, God, and it's in Jesus' name I pray, God. Amen. Dear Father. Um, yeah, man, these are tough times. Um, I think it is, it is times like this where we are the most exposed. It is times like this where we are the most vulnerable. It is times like this where we are, uh, most easily influenced, uh, by Satan's tactics. Um, his number one go-to is divisiveness. Um, but Lord, I pray that through all this, that that we are we are seen, that I am seen, uh, that Wesley Jones, 
and Anthony County, William Hopkins, Gloria Hopkins, Chris and Lena Wash, their boys, Charmaine Hendry, um, Denise Ballard, my son, Micah, uh, the Hopkins boys that were seen, Kofi, Lafonso. Um, I pray that we get this before one of us or another hashtag. I pray that we get this before we are mourning the actual loss. I pray that we get this, actually get this. I pray that my brothers and sisters become voices because I, we are hurting. We are hurting. I am hurting. The pain is real. The fear is real. And I cannot stress enough how much you are needed more now than ever. It is imperative. It is imperative that you speak up and speak out for all those names that I mentioned, for my unborn child. Because you do love me. That is true discipleship, to hop in these uncomfortable spaces, to show empathy. That is true love. Lord, protect my heart. Lord, shelter me from the fear that is the world right now. Help me to continue to be bold, to continue to have courage, to have these talks. Help me to not harden my heart as it's so easy for me to do right now. Lord, I thank you for the, for the leadership that we have in our ministry, Lord. I pray that change happens, that these tough talks don't just go by the wayside, but they become the norm. I pray that we learn how to be listeners. I pray that we learn how to empathize. I pray that we all become courageous, courageous people and hop in these uncomfortable, such uncomfortable spaces, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for your example. I'm grateful for, for Jesus and his example. I pray that right now we become more Christ-like than ever. Um, I love you very, very much, and I pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Dear Father, I just want to come before you right now and just apologize for my, my own sin, my own selfishness, my own desire to be comfortable and not to not to have to deal with things, God, but that is not what you call us to. God, you call us to love one another, to sacrifice for one another. And God, I'm just so sad that there's so much pain, so much division in our world, God, in our, in our cities. God, I just, I'm grateful for Max's message, God, calling us to, to remember what faith is, that it's not about possessions, but it's about remembering you, remembering the love that you have for us, God, and remembering the people that you call us to love, not just our brothers and sisters in the church, not just our white brothers and sisters, but everybody, God, no matter how different we are, no matter how awkward it is, God. I just pray that um, 
we can really just stand up and, and put ourselves out there um, and just love people the way that they need to be loved. Love people the way that you love them, God. I just pray for, for courage, for change, and just for faith, God, for faith in you, for faith in, in people that we can be better. Um, I'm grateful for your son and his example. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Father God, um, I also just want to come to you this morning just um, emotional. <laughs> um, God, I'm just so grateful to you for the brothers and sisters that you've given us in the church here. Um, I think even just reading um, some of the messages in the chat and just um, how much patient how much patience our black brothers and sisters have had with us. Um, I'm just so grateful that um, you are starting these conversations and um, making it more than just um, feeling guilty for being white, but really that it's not about that. It's about understanding what our brothers and sisters are going through um, and understanding that it's not something that we can ever relate to. It's not something that, um, we're ever going to know the pain of fully, God. Um, I'm just so grateful to you for um, uh, just like I said, their patience. I'm grateful that you are um, helping us to see and empathize in a different way. Um, it just breaks my heart to hear about uh, my brothers and sisters having to have these conversations with their children, having to fear for their kids going down the street. Um, just thinking about Denise and her having to worry about her son traveling home from his very respectable job in the middle of the night and having to worry about what that might mean for him. Um, I don't know, God, I just, I am grateful that you are allowing us to start having these conversations in a different way. Um, and I just pray that you will help us to um, be able to, at the very least, make our own brothers and sisters feel heard, feel um, just validated. Um, I know, like I said, that we can't ever fully understand it. Um, but I do pray that we can do, um, what they are needing from us. Um, I do just, um, thank you for the relationships that you give us. I'm so grateful that uh, I'm able to have, uh, so many amazing friends that, um, I think in my naivety, I've tried to think that, we just don't see color and we shouldn't talk about it. And if you acknowledge that there's a difference in how we're treated, then that makes you racist and all of these different things, God. And um, I'm just grateful that you're um, bringing to light that that's not true and that's not what's needed from us. Um, I don't know, Father, I just, I pray that you can uh, be working through this, that uh, like Willie and others have said, that it won't just be an emotional moment, but that this is a change that can last and that it's conversations that can continue. Um, I'm just so grateful to you for um, just the bravery of our brothers and sisters, um, their patience, like I've said, but also just um, their willingness to continue to put themselves out there, continue to um, have these conversations and um, just be willing to let us ask questions and try to understand more um, Father, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for, um, the fact that you're not done with us yet. I'm grateful that you take us where we're at, but you help us to get to a different spot. 
And I really pray that that will be the case in this situation, God. Um, pray for George Floyd's family. Um, I don't even know what to ask for them, God, but I just pray that you will somehow give them comfort, um, somehow help them to know that this is causing positive change in the world and that that really will be true, God. Um, yeah, I love you. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. God, um, we need you. And I'm grateful for Max this morning, just reminding us that you are good. But God, we are so broken as a world and so not good. And we need you. God, I think about Jesus' prayer for your kingdom to come. God, please just usher in your kingdom soon. God, help us to be a part of advancing your kingdom. God, I pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. Um, God, I, I pray that as a church, God, that that you would do something incredible during this. God, that we would pull together, that we would unite, that we would bond, that we would become brothers and sisters on a depth that we have yet to become and that it would shine such a light to our community, that it would shine such a light to our city, to our country, to our world. God, your kingdom cannot and will not be stopped. It will spread until it fills the earth. God, I pray that you would do that, continue to do that, even through this. God, I pray that we would listen to one another, that we would be there for one another, that we would truly mourn with those who mourn. God, in the church, but also in our communities, God, that we wouldn't be afraid. You know, I, I think evangelism needs to look a little bit different. It's not just inviting people out to devos, or, but, but it's talking about this stuff with our neighbors, with, with people we meet at the store, mm -hmm. striking up conversations. And I pray that people would see a difference. God, thank you so much for Jesus, for his example. I think the more, the more things that happen in our broken world, the more that I'm just in awe of who Jesus was. And I'm so grateful for how patient you are with us. I'm grateful for your spirit. And God, we need you. We love you. And I'm so grateful for the family. I'm grateful for my brothers and sisters here in the church. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Guys, um, love you, and uh, I, I think we're going to be having uh, midweek with Kansas City this uh, Wednesday, so we'll be sending out information about that, um, as well as uh, where to give special missions, but it's just great to connect today and to talk. Love you guys a lot, so hope you enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon.